And welcome to Offended, presented by the Anything But Credible Network. It's your boy, Tricky, alongside Katie Katie Naked Lady. Hi. I am tired. It's been a long week. It's only Thursday. It's only Thursday. It's whatever. But I'm here doing the show because I care about my fucking audience. Oh, hell yeah. I sound like a... Stone Cold? Who says all hell yeah? Hogan? Stone Cold. Stone Cold? No, he didn't. All hell yeah! God, this is the worst impression I've ever heard in my life. I'm sure you've heard worse. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, my voice is kind of... might be able to get it down. <coughs> what? I mean, it was awesome 316 day this week. I know. Celebrated by getting drunk. Woo! Really fucking drunk. Mm-hmm. Too drunk on a Tuesday. Shout out. Robbie Brownie. Um, Fuck you, Robbie Brownie. Yeah. Anyway, it's been a long week. Don't have much planned. I feel like nothing happened this week. It's no. like, obviously, yeah, there's dynamite and all that, but we're, we're obviously going to talk about dynamite later on, but nothing else. My mic is being weird. Like it's cutting out. Can you hear me? Hello. Right. But I feel like like nothing's happened this week. No, not anything. Not a lot of things. There's one thing that I'll bring up probably at the end of the show, but not I think nothing other than that. I mean, like the Justice League Snyder Cut released today, getting pretty decent reviews. Um, still not holding my breath on it. No, Justice League has a lot to live up to in the first... Was it the first movie that they put out? Didn't get great. It was fucking terrible. Yeah. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Like I've never seen it. That's bad. It's a bad movie. And like did something happen during the middle production where the director of the movie stopped making the movie? And I don't know like what happened, but Warner Brothers like stepped in, they got a new director. And, like, all the actors, like, in the movie, like, Ben Affleck, Jason Momoa, uh, Gail Gadot. I don't think that's how to pronounce her name. I have no idea. Wonder Woman. But um, all of them were like, fuck this movie. Like, this movie's not good. And they were pushing for the Snyder Cut to get released. They're like, that's a good movie. Yeah, I wonder what happened. What I drama mean, happened backstage? Something, something happened because even Ben Affleck was like, I'm out. I'm done playing Batman. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, and, and he was supposed to have his own standalone movie. He yeah, he was it. supposed to have. He was like under contract as the next back, Backman, Batman for like three movies or something, right? No, I think it's just one. Oh. He was supposed to direct one, mm. but um, he was supposed to direct one and star in one. And I think it would have been pretty good. And he's a good director. Whenever he's behind the camera, making his like Argo, uh, the town, Goodwill Hunting, like those are all good movies. Great movies. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess maybe I'll watch that tonight. Maybe I'll watch part of it tonight since it's four hours long. Oh, my God. I don't know if I can commit to four hours. I'm glad I'm not see, seeing it in a movie see, theater. I saw... <sighs> yeah, no, I wouldn't see it in a the movie theater unless... Well, no, they all have those comfortable seats now. But, see, I think... I always have to laugh at people who are like, oh, I don't want to watch that, but then we'll binge watch 10 hours of a TV show. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, so but I like it in sections. So if it they would is, have had... the, it, they are separated. Like, oh, then I would well, like that. I, I take that back. Uh, there's four chapters, and they separate while you're watching it. 
I see. I could continuously go. And I don't know. I haven't looked at it, but I, there was a rumor a while ago that HBO Max was maybe going to separate those four parts. Kind of like how Netflix did with, uh, what was that Tarantino movie we watched? Was it The Hateful uh, Eight? Yes. Because that's like a three and a half hour, like the full version is like a three and a half hour movie. I think if they're stopping points. And we didn't, and we were expecting it to stop at one point. Cause yeah. Because it's broken down in three sections on Netflix and it never stopped. We just watched the whole thing. We did. But anyway, were you going to say something? No. Oh, okay. Uh, well, anyway, uh, today, well, when this comes out, yesterday was the one-year anniversary of Mr. Brody Lee debuting in AEW. It's been nothing but tributes to Brody Lee all day today on Twitter, on Facebook, everywhere. Anywhere where you get wrestling stuff and. I didn't even know it was his one-year anniversary. I knew it was coming up soon. I didn't realize it was today, and I wore a fucking Brody Lee shirt to work today. Almost like, huh. You had some inkling. Yeah, it's weird. It's just weird how that works out. It is. Um, but yeah, uh, do you do you have any favorite Brody Lee moments that off the top of your head? Um, Not any specific ones, but I like the lawnmower joke that they've kept going. Mm-hmm. That's like something that has been so small and so clever that I really appreciate that. And how it started it's, with Brody Lee. Yeah, it's well, now I want to go back and watch. Did it start with Brody or did it start with Hangman? And Brody was like, "Fuck you, Hangman. I got your lawnmower." I don't know. Because I want to say Brody won the TNT Championship in August and Hangman made that tweet in August that he needs like money for a new lawnmower and stuff. And he made that joke on the being the elite like right before uh, the Chili's thing. And the Chili's thing, when the Dark Order does it, it was like the night when he wins the title. So I think it actually started with Hangman. And then Brody, Brody Lee was like, fuck you. I got the lawnmowers first. It's like a little side joke that I think went on. Yeah. Okay. And now it can't. It comes full circle with Hangman kind of with the Dark Order right now getting the lawnmower. Yeah, I I love it. That's mm-hmm. that's one of my faves. What about you? The papers is one, but going through, I think the thing I miss the most about Brody is the camaraderie he had with the whole Dark Order in general, especially with Silver and Reynolds. Like the whole you crying you little bitch when yeah. they're laughing, I I miss that. I, being the elite misses Brody Lee more than anything on that show for sure. But it's just crazy to me how he debuted a year ago and within maybe about a month he became the most over wrestler for AEW. Like no question about it, he was fucking so over, especially when he won the TNT championship. He was, you're like, this guy is going to be your next world champion. Like without a doubt, like he's finally where he belongs. And I think that's the thing that's so depressing about it is how underutilized he was in WWE. He gets to AEW and you're like, here we go. Finally, here we go. And then unfortunately he passes away and it's just like, God damn it sucks that's i think that's like the thing that's the most heartbreaking about it obviously 
in wrestling terms, I should say, the most heartbreaking thing is that he never got, like, to actually have, like... A good run. Like, he had a great run this past year, but, like, it could Like, it was just gonna... It was just getting started, right. basically. That's what I'm trying to say. Obviously, the most heartbreaking thing is for his family and his kids, but... Fuck, I miss Brody Lee a lot. I really do. I Every time we watch Dynamite, I mean... I think I think about Brody Lee. I'm like, man, he would be so awesome here. He'd be so awesome here. Like, shit like that. I miss Brody. Um, negative one is just killing it, though. Uh, fuck all the stands who are well, like, hold, oh, hold. We're gonna go hold, on to that later. Hold, 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 please. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll get into a bunch of stuff. Let's get in the face and heel. Let's get in the face and heel of the week. Um, I will start. I'll start with my heel. Go ahead, Katie. This is my heel. You can okay. say it now. Uh, fuck the stands who are thinking that AEW is using negative one as like a cash grab. Or right. they're like, what are they? They're using him for money. Or yeah, It's like child labor laws child. here. And it's like, go fuck yourself. Anybody who, anybody who is complaining about that or anything like that, you should just go fuck yourself. And if you're one of those people that listens to this show, please don't listen to my show anymore. Just don't. I don't want you as a fan of mine. I don't. Um, I will gladly not, I would rather not have any downloads at all versus douchebags who think AEW is exploiting negative one. Like, that's ridiculous. The kid lost his dad. He's obsessed with wrestling. The kid has a smile on his face every time he comes out. He's having the time of his life. Like, let the kid be happy. Because right now, that's all that matters, is that if there's a smile on his face, yep. in my opinion. 100%. Like, Jesus Christ, these fucking marks, man. <laughs> you can tell they really don't watch AEW, though. No, it's, By them saying shit like that, it's like it's just, they don't actually watch the show. I'm so over. I'm so over social media. And if we didn't have this podcast, I would not have Twitter. I would. I would probably. I barely use Facebook anymore. As it is, I really don't post a whole lot on Facebook anymore. I post like stuff to offended. Uh, I post more stuff on my personal page on Twitter than the actual offended page because I can't stand majority of these wrestling fans and i just still end up fucking arguing with people because i can't stand ignorant assholes and like that's the thing a lot of people are like oh you like to like complain online a lot like no i'm not complaining i'm going after the ignorant assholes that are out there that just think that they can say whatever they want with no ramifications for their actions well the internet is a strange thing where it's like there really aren't ramifications until you make like a death threat or some shit really Mm -hmm. and other than that it's like it's like if you say this shit in person, you're going to get punched in the face. And I think people mm-hmm. forget that. Yes. I think people completely forget that. that. If you say half the shit that you do online, you're getting fucking hit. I would love to hit fucking half the people that I fucking see on Twitter. Just <laughs> fucking idiotic shit. Especially anybody that says that shit about negative one. You don't talk about that. It's, that pisses me off more than anything, I think. Like, that irks me bad. Fucking, he's a nine-year-old kid. Shut the fuck up. He's a fucking nine-year-old kid who lost his father. Shut the fuck up. Yep. Mind your own fucking business. Yep. Stick, whatever. Fuck off. Like, I hate people so much. I fucking hate people. That's my heel. The heel is people. I hate people. I was going to actually ask, what is your heel? <laughs> 
You want to hear what mine is? Sure. Um, fucking our fucking Missouri fucking governor Parson and his uh, distribution of the COVID vaccine. Fuck him. Fuck him for all the people that I know in St. Louis who are like not emergency medical workers or first responders, blah, blah, blah. So it's mostly like teachers and I don't know, fucking tier 1B. I don't fucking know. They have to fucking drive two, three hours to go get a vaccine. What? It's stupid. Yes. There are no vaccines in St. Louis City or County. But I could walk into a Walmart in Jackson, Missouri and get a vaccine. I could schedule an appointment for for Monday. Wait, wait, why are there no vaccines in like... Because he distributed it by county, not by county's population. What? So, yes. So he gave out all of the counties. He said, here are your vaccines. Here you go. But like he didn't give it proportionately to the population. He gave it to his rural fucking voters who didn't vote for the vaccine in the first fucking place. So I have a friend who literally made him there. He heard through the grapevine. He's like, hey, Walmart in fucking Kent, Missouri or Kenton, Missouri or Kennett, Missouri. It's three hours from St. Louis. There his friend was like a person who should have been able to get it. And my friend is not my friend is like us who are low man on the totem pole of getting shit. But the pharmacist literally was like, please send your friends down here. We are begging people to make appointments because we have all of these vaccines and none of the residents here want them. Or the residents who That's are here. absolutely ridiculous. Isn't that insane? My sister um, got word from Kirksville, Missouri, who who said the same thing, that they were literally throwing out doses of the vaccine because they, they were expired. So fuck St. Louis City and County and Kansas City. Like the fucking... Most populated, dense parts that of Missouri. That is absolutely ridiculous. Yes, and that's I, totally sounds like to me that's on purpose. Like, of, I would be surprised that it's not on purpose. I'm sorry that your Democratic voters who are in Kansas City and St. Louis City, St. Louis County are not getting the vaccines. That's exactly what it is. The Republican voters are getting it. The rural Missourians are getting it because that's his population. That's his fan base. What a waste. What a fucking waste. What a fucking So like I don't I don't this... I don't understand like even doing that I get his like motive for doing that. He's like, "Oh, I'm going to stick up for my voters." Sure, whatever. I understand it. P- politics is all a fucking game. I get it. But this motherfucker once shit opened up, wouldn't you give it to the more populated areas first, you dumb fuck? Don't we want the economy in... going? Oh wait, the economy isn't important to pol- politicians. Like they... I mean, like they how say fucking it is, st- but it's not. How fucking stupid can you be? Like, how fucking stupid can you be? You can be stupid, like I the just- governor. The governor is fucking stupid, and he will probably get re fucking elected because we live in a red goddamn state. Who is going to be not vaccinated? Appropriately, when compared to we are so fucking slow here. So I'm going to ask a really dumb question. Go ahead. Because it's, it's just been a long day. I can't think. Do uh, governors have term limits? I don't know. So it's not a dumb question. No, it's not. I mean, I feel like I should. I feel like he does have a term limit. Let me look I it hope up. he does. Because if he does, I feel like he can't run again. Because he just won re-election. Yeah. 
Well, it'll still be, it'll be his fucking buddy because we're a fucking red state. It'll be a red state fucking politician. And that's fine. I'm not a Republican hater. I'm a rule. Fucking Missouri just hey, is ass backwards. Hey, and let me put it this way for anybody who's Republican listening to this. I hate our fucking, uh, I hate our fucking mayor too. I hate just all politicians. Our mayor's a fucking Democrat. I can't stand her. She's a fucking no, idiot. she's a bitch too. She's a fucking idiot. Like, she's a fucking idiot. Let me read idiot. the names and addresses of the people who hate me on fucking, that, on a live stream. And let's it, have no ramifications What does a Karen look like? Her. Yes. Lydia, was it Lydia? Lida. Lida Cruson or whatever? Mm-hmm. Can't stand her. Sam Page is a fucking idiot also. Like. Um, I figured it out. Governors can, they're not eligible to run more than eight years in every, in any 12 yeah, year period. Years. Cool. So, Yeah. So, sorry if you're eligible in St. Louis City and County. There ain't no vaccines for you. You have to drive fucking three hours. It's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely. My friend who ended up going to get it, he's like, I feel kind of bad because I didn't wait my turn in line. He's like, but at the same time, when those vaccines do become available in the city and county, I won't be a person taking up a vaccine. He said, because there's so much, the pharmacists in Walmart are begging. He made an appointment for himself and they called and they said, hey, we see you're coming from St. Louis. Could you bring a friend or two in your car? So his appointment was literally for, I'm going to make up a name, Sam plus one. It was Sam plus one was his fucking appointment. They didn't have to show proof of anything. That's absolutely Other than that, that he was a Missouri resident, he had to show his ID. The plus one didn't even have a name on the appointment. It was Sam plus one. What a fucking idiot. The pharmacist called him and said, we see you're coming from St. Louis. I mean, what a fucking idiot. Yeah. So he's my, he's my heel. You want me to I want to say so (laughs) many things right now, but this show would get canceled. I'm fucking, what a fucking idiot. Uh What a piece of shit. So all you. Hey, fucking, uh, what's his stupid fucking name? All I can, all I can see is this turkey fucking neck. What's his name? Mitch McConnell. No, not Mitch McConnell. Oh, he's got a turkey neck, too. No, our governor. Parson. Parson. <laughs> Fucking long face fuck face. Um, like, what a... You're a piece of shit. Uh-huh. Like... You're a, a fucking piece of shit. He's a backstabber to anybody who voted for him who's a Republican in the city, county, or Kansas City. Like, because oh, there are, like... like the, the thing that I don't fucking understand here, and it's actually, I'm getting fired up over it, is you want the economy... I'm, I'm one of the people that leans more right when it comes to business and the economy. And I lean really far left when it comes to humanitarian rights and shit like that. I'm straight down the middle as it gets. What you are doing with these vaccinations is hurting our fucking economy, you dumb motherfucker. Like, how much money are you spending to get these vaccinations here and then you're putting it in these areas where people aren't going to get them anyways when they could be used in the city and in the county to open up shit to start getting our economy flowing again? What the fuck? How is that fucking hard? This is this motherfucker is who's in charge of this shit? Are you fucking kidding? Like, what is what is going on right now? I don't understand what has happened 
in the last like several years. I don't fucking get it. And it started before Trump too. I'm, I, I will I would say, say the that. last 15, 20 yes. years. It's been. It's not. I'm not saying like it's just Trump. It mm-hmm. happened before Trump too. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is going on with these fucking dumbass politicians lately? I don't get it. And it's shit like this is why our economy is like in the fucking shitter right now. It has nothing to do with who we like. Well, maybe it does have something to do with who we voted for. But the people that are bitching about it are bitching about the wrong fucking people. That's absolutely that's fucking ridiculous. That is fucking ridiculous. We need to open up. We need to get fucking shit back to normal. We need to do this just for the betterment of our mental lives and for the betterment of our business lives, too. It's fucking ridiculous. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. Yep, so say thank you to your governor, anybody who voted for him. Thank you, governor. Thank you. Thank you. What a heel. What a fucking heel. I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, I've been I'm, that busy this week that I didn't, I didn't even know well, I mean, about I've it. I've been on the internet looking for vaccine signups and things like that the last week or so. And that's been a big thing the last two days. What? Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Your I governor wish, doesn't I care about you. I wish you had a you. different heel because I'm fired up Sorry. now. Sorry. You want to talk about my face? Sure. I mean, <laughs> like, thank God I'm on an edible right now. But otherwise, I'd be... I probably have a heart attack right <laughs> We'd now. We have to take a break from the podcast. Oh, I would. I want to. I want to. I want to punch that motherfucker in the face. Like I really do. Mm-hmm. Like holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like what are you doing? Yeah. Like what the fuck are you thinking? I just don't get it. That's who's in charge of this fucking state. What are you doing? It just makes no sense. Even people that support him, I think, can even be like, that makes no sense. Give it to the people who want it. What are you doing? Like, what the fuck are you doing? I can't, I cannot ask that enough. What the fuck are you doing? I don't, I don't fucking get it. I just don't get it. That blow, that completely blows my mind. That absolutely blows my mind. And I feel like he's putting it in areas where it's like so less populated too. Yeah, that's the thing is he went by county. He didn't do it by population. Like, what are you doing? Like, you need to give it to the most populated areas first. You would think so. Oh my God. Because honestly, in like an hour from St. Louis where my parents live, People don't even wear fucking masks, okay? So you're going to you're going to tell me you're going to give them the vaccine first when they've been walking around maskless since November? Like come on. It's stupid. And that's an hour from St. Louis. I'm, I'm sure 2 hours, 3 hours, 4 hours, 5 hours it's the same fucking thing. Right. What's your face? Uh, St. Patty's Day was this week. And I'm Irish and we had corned beef and cabbage and Guinness and listened to Irish tunes and uh yeah i just miss celebrating in the streets but i look forward to it next year because i'm confident we're gonna we're gonna make it and we'll make up for it it's kind of funny i thought this uh show was going to be really short and then you said that heel and that just changed the momentum that totally woke me up that totally woke me up like i was like (laughs) i was like half asleep at the start now i'm like i want to go fucking stone cold stunner parsons up and down a fucking street i would pay to see that oh my god i just i'm just completely dumbfounded by that i'm dumbfounded (laughs) 
I mean, that is just blowing my mind. Like I just, I'm just sitting here, just continuously thinking about it. I, I keep trying to move along in the podcast here, <laughs> but I'm just so hot now. Oh my god! You want to talk about getting? I got heat with Parsons. Wrestling fans, you want to throw that term around? You got heat with somebody? Oh, I got fucking heat with Parsons now. Holy shit! I think he just became my most hated person. Yep. I want. Like I'm, I, I think I'm just so red hot because, with getting my new job and everything, wearing a mask, uh, all day. with doing what we're doing is very hard sometimes, especially when you're constantly moving and you're constantly working. You're always on your feet. You're lifting and doing all this shit, and it's makes it really hard to breathe sometimes in that mask because it's just like you're trying to catch just a breath of air for like a second. And I mean, I can't tell you how many, and like we wear gloves with what we do because we're dealing with, with cannabis and shit. So like if I touch my face or if I touch any part of my clothes, mask, whatever, I have to change gloves immediately because I could contaminate the cannabis. So like I have to literally take off my gloves, pull down my mask, get a couple breaths in, put my mask back up. And go back to work and fucking put my gloves back on. It's fucking, it sucks. And the only way we are going to get back to normal is if we get this fucking vaccination. The CDC has already come out and said that if you get vaccinated, if you are completely vaccinated, you get both shots or you get the single shot that's, I don't think it's even here yet, is it? No, the Johnson & Johnson is not being... It's not here yet. Yeah. I mean, it's here, but it's not in Missouri right. at least. So, like, once you're fully vaccinated, they CDC is like you don't need a mask anymore. So you know, I was talking to a friend who works in an office. What will current? They will work in an office, you know, full time once mm-hmm. all of this kind of rolls back. But everybody in their office except for one person didn't get the vaccine, so they're still required to wear masks. Yeah, because one person decided not to yeah. get it. And you know what? It's going to get to a point. I think I said this to you the other day. It's going to get to a point where, like, you have all these people out there. I'm not going to call them idiots that don't want to get the vaccine. There's certain reasons to not. Yeah, because, like, Jim Ross, uh, wrestling announcer Jim Ross said, um, he's almost certain uh, when he got vaccinated for something years ago, he thinks that's what triggered his Bell's palsy. And a lot of... There are vaccinations out there that have triggered that before. That's not like an uncommon thing. It's not common. It's not. But, it's not common. But there yeah, are there correct. are people who react badly yes. to vaccinations. Yes, there's, and unfortunately, it's something maybe got in like that dosage. It's like we we don't know like what it is exactly, but. There has been studies and there has been facts of some vaccinations actually doing that. And Jim Ross is like, I'm weary on it, but that doesn't mean you should not get this. You should get this. I'm. He's just like, I'm just being open about it. I don't know if I'm going to get it because I've already had like a bad experience. He's like, but I'm not trying to scare anybody away. I think you should get it. Like, I think... I think when we get to a point where the vaccination is I think has been one. offered, I think he did get one. Did he? Yeah. I think 
where where the vaccination has been openly offered to every member of society. Mm-hmm. When it has been, they have been to the homeless shelters, they have been to the poor cities, they've been to the poor neighborhoods, when they've been to the hot, and it has been like a couple weeks after everybody has had right. ample chance to get well, it, and then they choose not to. Well, I'm taking my fucking mask off. Well, I'm sorry, I'm not protecting you I, anymore. I can't stand the people that are like, oh, we'll let the rap, lab rats go first. It's like, it's been two months now. Like... I think I, we would be experiencing some major things, some major fucking things already by now. If they, you know, they're if worried about long term effects, but by the time those come out, if there are any long term effects, everybody's going to be back. The herd is going to be vaccinated. Like, so it's not. Hey, happy uh, one year anniversary of slowing the spread, right? <laughs> <laughs> two, two weeks, two weeks in quarantine. Oh shouldn't shit! Shouldn't be too you hard, right? Stupid fucks! So you had no idea what was coming. No. Um, God, I, I had saw one of my Snapchats from last week, and it was like day number four without sports. This sucks. I'm like, oh, I want to be like, oh, Toddy boy, you have no <laughs> idea what's coming. Pick up a new hobby now while right. you can. I will say, I said this to you before, beginning of quarantine was fun. And I'm talking like the first two weeks was fun. And then I was just like, all right, I need to do something. Like, uh, but was I, I was going to... What was I was gonna bring up something. It's like what I said to you the other day um, about people who don't want to get vaccinated. There's gonna come to a point. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's gonna come to a point where I think you're just kind of shit out of luck. Like we, you're we're pushing it off so much at this point. By May or maybe July. I think they pushed it back to July now. Or I think it is at the end of May. At the end of May, we should have enough vaccinations. Everybody should be vaccinated by that point at the end of May or by the end of May. And they're aiming for July 4th, which I think is hilarious, to reopen everything. Like the world basically, or our nation at least, will get reopened and where life goes back to normal. That's what they're aiming for. And I just think it's so funny that like, we're oh, we're going to wait till america's birthday to do this we're gonna have the best america birthday ever dude i'm not gonna be coherent for a week no no i'm i'm, I'm gonna get shit-faced like i'm taking off work yeah we're yeah it's gonna be a party in the streets like whatever but and if that's like the end game here is fourth of july and all this shit and you know they want to open back up then Fuck yeah, let's do it. And you know what? If you don't have your vaccination by then, then you're shit. To my opinion, this might be harsh, but I think you're just fucking shit out of luck at that point. If you like, had op- if you had an opportunity to get it and you turned yep. it down, that's how I feel. I feel like I think you're you've been you your you've been given enough time to go get one now. And these are I'm speaking directly to people who are like. You know, just taking their time with it. Obviously, not people in the, the city of St. Louis because they can't go get one, anyways. Um, but it's like it's got to get it's it's getting to a point where we have to start opening up stuff. We have to start getting back to normalcy a little bit here. And like I said earlier, for our mental health and for the economy, we have to start doing something, or we're going to be royally fucked for the next like ten years. Honestly, yeah, and that's a scary thought. Mm-hmm. If we're not already fucked. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, let's move on. Uh, my face. I was going to say, what's your face? My face is, and we'll talk about this a little later. I'm just going to say it. My face is Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. They're my faces of the week. Um, They're bloody faces. Uh, 
yeah, it's just my all-time favorite women's match ever right there. All-time? All-time. Wow. That's my number one. I mean, AEW, in the last three weeks, obviously, aside from the shitty ending from the barbed wire death match, but that match was so much fun. But this match, well, and again, we'll get into it a little later. We'll get more into it. I think it's probably... It's probably one of the greatest dynamite matches of all time, if not the best. Um, and it, it rivals the dog collar match for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Like, I was completely blown away that we just got that match on free television. Like, I'm, I was just laying in bed last night, just like thinking about it. I'm like, oh my, like I cannot believe. Like, I still, I'm, I thought about it all day today. Like, I cannot believe how great that match was. Like I had a feeling it was going to be good. I was like, it's going to be really good. But this was almost a perfect match. And people want to talk shit on the women's division in AEW and all this shit. That match like was literally the greatest women's wrestling match I've ever seen in my life. Just give them some time. That's all. They just mm-hmm. need some time to get in their groove and figure out who works well with who. Right. And like before, for me, it was Bailey and Sasha or Trish Stratus and Mickey James at WrestleMania. But I think this match tops it. I, I I watched it again last night after I watched Dynamite. I think you fell asleep. I turned it back on. I'm like, I have to watch this match again. Jim and I were fucking, or Satsi and I were fucking texting each other back and forth. I'm like, dude, this match is insane. He's like, it, it's literally, he's like, I'm blown away. I'm like, I am too. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> like, it, it was just so, 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 so good. And major props to everybody involved in that match. We'll get into more of that in a little bit. Uh, and that was your face and heel of the week. Uh, before we get into songs of the week, uh, let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. Anything But Credible podcast. Well, hello there. Dukes, Keith, and Griff here from the Anything But Credible podcast, a.k.a. the ABC pod. Fellas? Hollow. Oh, hello. We're here to let you know that you could be possibly missing out on the best podcast ever created, aside from the Offended podcast, of course, and you don't want to be missing that. Now, what makes us the best? Griff? Uh, yeah. Great. Keith? Uh, exactly. Look, I'll keep it really simple for you. Crazy people, crazy news, crazy theories, crazy uncredible. That's right. We made that word up. Griff, Keith, say something crazy for me. Quarter Russia wants you to believe in some real. Nice. Look, you can find us just about anywhere that you get your podcasts, especially Apple Podcasts. Also, don't forget to hit us up on Facebook at ABC Pod. That's ABC POD. Twitter at underscore ABC Pod and Instagram at ABC Podcast. Check in with us for a new episode every Monday and join the conspiracy to commit stupid. We will see you then and shout out to the offended podcast. Adios. Later, guys. Like you more than a friend. Do it. You gonna do it? No. Don't make it bad. No, it's gonna be bad. Oh my god, you're so off. You're so off. You're so off. Can you hear it? Uh, no. You were. You started at the same time, like perfectly at the same time. That was weird. Because I, I, I just, kind, I just, I, can I just, hear it, but I just oh, realized that like, yeah, you don't have headphones, and how do you like? Tazambai. I don't care what anybody says. This song fucking rocks. Banger. It is a banger. 
Every time I hear this song when Jungle Boy comes out, I'm like, let's go. Push this guy to the moon. Even if he sucked, I'd still like the song. He's so good, though. Like, he's so good. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. His talking is yeah, he'll get better. He needs I, to meet his badass. I really wish his dad was alive. So I feel like his dad would have really helped him out with that. His dad's an actor. His dad yeah. was an actor, so I just realized that I haven't turned down the music yet. So everything, everything you probably just heard that nobody probably heard. God damn, son of a bitch! But anyway, it's songs of the. You hear that song? That means it's songs of the week. Uh, make sure to go check out our playlist. Playlist exclusively on Spotify at Offender Presents Songs of the Week. Me first? Do you have six songs? I actually don't have six songs. Okay. You still want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Um, mine have a theme. You can decide if you figure out the theme. I'm on a kick this week. Uh, the first is The Scientist by Coldplay. Okay. Getting slow. Thanks for slowing down our playlist on Spotify. Why? What do you mean, why? What do you mean slowing it down? I'm joking. I'm joking. What the fuck, Todd? It's upbeat, all right? It is not upbeat. There's there's slow songs on there. It's not many. Okay, but it's good to have a few. I'm going to leave the door open. I'm gonna leave the door open. The song is so good, by the way. That was our song of the week last week. Silk Sonic, or that was my song of the week last week. Silk Sonic, fucking leave the door open. Bruno Mars and Anderson Pac. Oh my god, so I cannot wait for that album. So I cannot wait for that album. Go on with yours. But yeah, Scientist though is a really good song. Thank you. Have you seen the music video for that? No. It's like the whole thing's in reverse. That would fuck with me. But like. He's not like acting like he's noticing that he's in reverse. He's just, they literally just have the music video on rewind, basically. All right. Yeah. It's cool. Um, my first song this week, indie band called Surfaces, and the song is called Take It Easy. The song is. Take it easy. Take it easy. Is that, that the song? <laughs> it is, actually, but Jesus Christ, that is terrible. You can leave it right at home. That song? No. So take it easy. Oh, yeah, that's what I was singing. Ooh. You can feel right at home. It's that song. No, I was singing a different one. It's a good song. Um, M. My second song is Speed of Sound by Coldplay. So I, I'm assuming your theme is Coldplay this week. How'd you guess? Ah. Uh. I know. I don't, don't think I'm going to put any of these don't. songs. Don't. They're so good. They are good, but I hate grouping a whole band together on the playlist. For why? It's fine. Uh, you gave me full. I, I you, artists. You have a you have a fair point. You have a fair point there. That's fair. But when people listen to it, the whole point of the playlist <laughs> was to spread it out. They <laughs> like, can put listen to it on shuffle. On what? Shuffle. Yeah, maybe some people don't like to listen to it on well, Shuffle because they want to get... hear what new songs were added. Well. And we're going to just get a fucking group of Coldplay songs. Yeah. Well, now I'm purposely not going to update the playlist so I can spread out your Coldplay songs throughout the weeks. That's so mean. It's not mean. 
Just fucking <laughs> Jesus! You picked five fucking Coldplay songs. I have been like, I don't know what I want to listen to. I don't know what I, I've been trying like going by artists. I've been trying going by like album. I've been trying, okay, and nothing is stuck except Coldplay. I've not really heard a lot of new music, so I'm like trying to go back through shit I used to like. A lot of like music. A lot of new music has not been the greatest lately. Um, So don't you? You can't hate on me. I mean, I'm gonna make you a new playlist here soon, but there's hasn't been a whole lot. I understand. That's why I I think it's because Coldplay. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with COVID, and that we're kind of getting caught up on the whole that bands or singers weren't going into the studio to make new music. A hundred percent, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's actually what was happening. Right. Uh, whose turn is it? Um, your turn, because I just said well, Speed of Sound by Coldplay. Speed of Sound. Okay, it's a good song. All right. My next song is by this band that you hate called Kings of Leon. Uh, their new album's pretty good. It's not the best. It does sound more like their older stuff, in my opinion, but it... Every song is slow. Like, almost every song on the album is slower. And it's just kind of like, all right, you can pick it up a little bit here. Like, it's a still it's still good. still good. But I just wanted a little more, like, oomph, I guess, like, with it. I don't you know. I wanted, like, a, a couple songs to tie it all together kind of thing. Right. I feel like the pacing of the album is just... Um, it's Bland? Yeah. It, but it, it, the songs are still good, but it's... Just, it's just songs like those songs I feel like would be like placed in their like all their other albums like one at a time, not all together at mm, once. I got you. But the song uh, Stormy Weather by Kings of Leon off the new album is really good. Definitely. Yeah. Highly re- recommend that. There's a couple songs on there. Like I'm, I'm, I'm assuming I'm going to pick another one of their songs next week. But after that, probably not. Oh, you can pick two songs in a row in a week, but I can't pick. I said next week. My third song of the week is Every Teardrop is a Waterfall by Coldplay. By Coldplay. You're so pissy right now. Yeah, because you fucking brought up Governor Parsons. It's Parson with no S. Fuck him. He's even dumber then. <laughs> There's no... Oh, there is no N, is it? No S. Or no S. What did I say? Parsons. I'm typing out Netflix on my phone. And I, that's why I said Parson. I know. But I, like I looked person, at the letter. Person, but Parson? I looked at the letter and then whatever. Uh, my next song is by Saint Motel. Um, you've heard one of their songs before. I know you have. I would play it for you, but at work right now, I have made a playlist for work and I'm trying not to play any music right now because I accidentally shuffled the playlist today to start it. And then I realized, like, oh, shit, if I play this again tomorrow, we might hear the same songs again that we heard yesterday. Oh, no. So I don't want that to happen. I want to just play it through again tomorrow. So I can't play it for you. But Saint Motel, uh, the song is called Feel Good. It's off of the Netflix film Yes Day. I don't know what that is. But the song is really good. Uh, I'm trying to think of what was there like really big hit song that was out a few years ago what are they called again saint motel yeah i don't that doesn't ring any bells it's uh my type that's what it was you're just my type 
I, I can't sing it, the rest of it. That's okay. Um, are you ready for my number four? I guess so. Miracles by Coldplay. You're going to like the last one. Does it fix you? No. It should be. Um, I didn't actually know the song existed until today. What? No, the next one I'm going to say. Is it with Bono? No. Um, my next song, Twin Shadow, has a new song out. They disappeared for a little bit for the last couple of years. Katie, Twin Shadow is a song that sings Saturdays with Haim. Oh, your favorite other band, kind of. Haim? Well, no, it's the you. I guess I should say that your favorite song. Yeah, I love that song. That song was on repeat for like the mm-hmm. entire summer that the Blues Saturdays. won. When we dance in the dark in the moon, when it all gets real, I know in my heart it feels that song. Yes, yeah, I love that song. I know you. And do. then when Heim, what, what's so great about that is Heim fits in there so perfectly. They when they right come, in. when they come in towards the end of that song, it's like holy shit, that's perfect. Fucking perfect. And now every time I hear Summer Girl, I'm pissed that Bono's not in that song. I know. He, he'd like, when they were explaining that on Song Exploder, and like, this sounds like, the producer's like, this sounds like Bono. Like, this could totally be a Bono part. I'm like, fuck. It totally is they a Bono part. They almost had Bono, but he had a cold. I know. But anyway, Twin Shadow, new song is called Johnny and Johnny. Really good song. Fucking really good song. All right. Okay. Uh, my fifth song um, and the song of the week that will be played out in its entirety at the end of, I'm just kidding, is Lost Plus by Coldplay and Jay-Z. You know that existed? Mm-mm, I never heard it till today. Mm-hmm. It's a good, it's a really good. So it's not all Coldplay. Um, I want to say that at Barack Obama's inauguration, Coldplay did that song with Jay-Z and U2. I'd believe it. I think that I think it maybe it may bands. not have been that song. Actually, I, th- I do think it was that song because I think it they mashed up that and Sunday Bloody Sunday. I know for a fact that Coldplay, Jay Z, and U two were all on stage together singing a song. I just cannot remember what song it was. I want to say it was that, but it's awesome. It's so fucking cool. I will. I want to see that now. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Uh, and. Your song of the week, which will be played in its entirety at the end of today's show. It's an older song. It's about 12 years old, but I don't give a fuck. Empire of the Sun, Half Mast. It's my song of the week. You've probably heard that song before. A lot of people our age, Katie, probably know this song from the Mac Miller song, The Spins. Oh. Yeah. Dope shit like that, though. Dope shit like that, though. But Empire of the Sun, they're so they're still to this day underrated, and they haven't really put out anything like big in a while. But that album that has half mast on it has like Walking on a Dream on it. It's just like it's a really good album. But this song is just the beat to the song and like the chorus of the song is just so fucking good. Help me, I need you now. I know, I know. This is good. It is good. I didn't know if you were going to keep going. Nope. Oh, oh, help me, I need you now. I just punched your collarbone. That was so gross. I'm like, <laughs> I know, I touched you around right your bone. <laughs> And that was your songs of the week. Make sure to go check out our playlist exclusively on Spotify, 
at Offender Presents Songs of the Week, and it will be updated in five weeks. All right. <laughs> What's new, though? It's like, that's what you do anyways. I was going to update it tonight, but fuck you now. Just put all the songs on there. No. Nobody will mind. Everybody loves Coldplay. They should. Everybody should. It's like... Nickelback. Well... Everybody. Actually, I do feel like Coldplay's kind of turned around their hate in recent years, like completely. Like, I actually will say the same for U2 in a way. Like, I feel like U2's back to like their U2, like where you respect them again. Yeah, it's it not like, like how it was like 10 school, years ago. Yeah, high school. high school and college, man. That was weird. And it's all because you got a free fucking album, you fucking little spoiled bitches. <laughs> I don't want this album on my phone. Well, we didn't want it on our phone because we didn't have that much fucking gigabytes on our and phone. And they blamed, and everybody was just like, fuck you too. Fuck you too. It's like, no, you should be saying fuck Apple, you dumb sons of bitches. <laughs> you too didn't even want it on your fucking phone. They were like, we just want to put it in the fucking iTunes store for free. You can just download it for free if you want it. That was their idea, and Apple's like, we'll just put it in the cloud. And they're like, I guess so. That won't backfire. And it did. And it's a great album, too. That's what's, that's what's like really annoying. The album's really good. But I understand people getting mad that every time they get in the car, and it's like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a miracle of Joey Ramone just plays constantly. Cause I, I did get annoyed sometimes. So I was like, I wasn't listening to this last. Please stop playing it automatically. And now, like, I really love that song. I'll listen to it all the time. But at first, I was like, God damn it. Fuck you, Apple. Isn't it funny how songs go... my favorite band. I have a fucking tattoo of you two on my arm, and you guys almost fucking ruined it. Isn't that funny how songs go sometimes? Yeah. Like, you go hating it, and then you hear it again years later, and you're like, I like it. That's how I am about Get Lucky right now. It's like, shit, this song is so good. I forget how good this song really is, and why it got overplayed. There's a reason for that. Reason why it got so popular? Mm-hmm. Like Post Malone's Psycho. You ever, yeah. That disappeared. And that it was did. played everywhere. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Drake, In My Feelings. That's another one that was played everywhere and it disappeared. And I heard it the other day again. And I'm like, shit, I kind of like this song. No. Kiki, do you love me? Are we riding? So we never had to leave him beside me. Because I want you and I need you. And I'm down for you always. I would listen to that do you, at did a bar Did you hear how I just rapped that? Because that's how his voice actually sounds. Because fuck Drake, Nick Dugan. Um, I would listen to that song and repeat at bars if that meant that we could go out to bars. Actually, yeah. I would take a sacrifice. I will We can listen, listen to Mbop 24-7. No, these are songs I like. Um, I'll listen to Country. Country. I'll listen to the fucking Rascal Flats for a week straight just to go back out to normalcy mm-hmm. again. To go to concerts, to go to shows, to go to wrestling events, anything. I hate this band more than anything. I hate the Rascal Flats more than I hate Hitler. That's how much I hate this band. That's how much I hate this band. I hate them. They're the whiniest bitches I've ever heard. Yeah, my wish. I don't fucking care. I hate you. I'm so happy you guys broke up. Jesus Christ. They're the drizzling shits of country. I cannot stand them. I cannot stand them. Poor rascals. Fuck them. They make the pussiest music i've ever heard in my life i can't i that's how much i hate them they're probably great people i'm not i'm not saying anything about that their their music is fucking terrible i just i hate it i feel like rascal flats got less hate than Coldplay. yeah they did it's fucking (laughs) stupid 
people like Rascal Flats, and then when you say Coldplay, Coldplay people are like, are they even a real band? Right. It's just like, like what? But they they're good. Or, or it's those same people that always drove me crazy about Coldplay. They're like, oh, they're just a U two ripoff, and those same people then fucking rip on U two, and it's like, well, which one is it? Like, if you don't like U2, then what's the fucking difference? But obviously, you think that they're a U2 ripoff and you're offended by that. So actually, are you a U2 fan? What is it? Because you shouldn't be offended by the fact that they're a U2 ripoff, right? Right. You should be like, oh, I like this because it's kind of like U2, but different. Right. Right. Yeah. Gotcha, motherfuckers. All right. Let's hear a quick word. That was a nice little another heel. I know. I was going to say, we were like on fire tonight. We, yeah. You started it off with your Ooh. fucking heel of the week. I told you I it woke me up. I didn't know it was going to get to it that point. It woke me up. Or the edible kicked in. One of the two. <laughs> Weed's good for you. All right. Uh, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor before we get into the AE dub. Oh, yeah. I'm a weed gummy. Yes, I'm a weed gummy. I'm a weed gummy. Yes, I'm a weed gummy. What does he say? I will tell your family I'm a weed gummy. <laughs> Such a great, it's an underrated skit. It'll get there. I have I have a feeling it'll get there. I popped some people today when I was, or yesterday, and I was like, would you like it, the Pippa? <laughs> Did they know what you're talking about? Yes, they're like, I haven't heard that in so long. I was like, why, yes, Pepper Boy! I would love some pepper. You'd be like, I do this for my girlfriend every fucking week when she puts pepper on stuff. Uh, it's just, it, after lunch, it's just filled with movie quotes out the ass from everybody. So I think everybody's just spent at that point. Nobody can think. It's just I'm movie so quotes. so high from touching cannabis. Honestly, for, the, the amount of cannabis that I have touched in my hands in this past three days, four days, is insane. We're not talking like hundreds of grams. We're talking hundreds of thousands of grams. It's insane. It's absolutely wild. Smells so good. You walk home and you, <laughs> his little brother was over here, uh, <laughs> what, Monday? Mm-hmm. And so me and his little brother are hanging out, playing video games. Tricky walks in. His little brother goes, did one of the dogs fart? The dogs smell bad. And I go, No. They didn't. And he goes, no, I recognize that smell. It smells bad. <laughs> it smells bad. And I was like, Todd. Oh, my God. Go it change. smells terrible. He was so upset about it. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. But uh, before we get into the AEW Dynamite St. Patrick's Day Slam Review, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor, Mr. Kyle Fauche, new owner of a PS5, Kyle Fauche. Congrats. One point. What's up, everybody? Kyle Fauche here to tell you about my brand new podcast, the Going Off Topic podcast brought to you by the Anything But Credible Network. On Going Off Topic, I look at all forms of media from different real and theoretical angles that you don't usually hear about, from movies to TV to music to sports to gaming to anything, really. You never know what the topic will be, but you're guaranteed a new angle and a different conversation about it, that's for sure. You can find Going Off Topic anywhere and everywhere that you get your podcasts. Check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Going Off Topic with Kyle Fauche, on Twitter, Going underscore off underscore topic. And don't forget about anythingbutcredible.com, where you can find everything for the pod, including the written blog post. That's right. We're carrying over the Going Off Topic blog to anythingbutcredible.com, too. 
So check it all out there and I'll catch you on the next topic. A.E. Dub Dynamite again. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal episode of AEW Dynamite. Um, from start to finish, it was just good again. Um, short. It feels so short because you're having so much fun watching the show. I know. Like, I that's what I'm saying. It's such a compliment when you feel like you just turned on the show, and then all of a sudden it's like, what? This is the last match. Holy right. shit. I get depressed at that point. I'm like, no, I don't want it to be. It's like finishing the chapter of a book or some shit. Right. Or a series. Right. Uh, obviously, new week. That means new uh, freestyle from Platinum Max Caster of the Acclaimed. Um, it was a little like, uh... Was it? Or am I thinking of... I'm thinking of a... You're thinking the one from last week no. with the governor? Talking about the governor of New York when he rips on him at Maybe Revolution? it was the one at Dark. Was there one on Dark this that we watched? Is, yeah, this is from Dark Elevation. Oh, I thought this we'll one was naughty. I thought this one was naughty. When he's talking about his mom, your mom said that, Dante. Yeah, I think it was right before that. All right. Well, here it is. Love the energy. 20 years old. Really, really good for him. We ain't playing. Top of the chain, so I bet you know the name. Yeah. And all the fans. Listen. The other, the top flight guy, Dante, was like, you. he had to turn around and he turns back around. The camera catches him smiling, like laughing. I think that's my favorite thing about AEW. They don't hide their bloopers. They don't hide them breaking. Like, it's just there. And they're like, God damn it. Like, that's fucking hilarious. I think it's funny, too, that, like, obviously nobody knows what the fuck he's going to say before he comes out. Mm-hmm. Like, I... Does Tony Khan? Like, I'm sure someone has to prove the message, right, but... Right, I want to know, like, is Tony Khan just being like, yeah, go for or it. Or is Tony Khan like, man, I'm going to get in trouble for that one. <laughs> well, it's on YouTube, so they can say whatever they want. That's true. But, Which, I mean, it's actually, representing his brand, actually, though. Actually, not true. Uh, last week on Dynamite, I don't know, I forget where it's at, but it's so fucking funny. <laughs> Excalibur fucks with Taz so much on Dark. That, like, he'll make up something. He's like, did you know about this? And Taz's like, no, no, I didn't, I didn't know about that. And you hear Excalibur start laughing. And Taz's like, you're, you're messing with me, aren't you? He's like, yeah, of course I am. Like, <laughs> and Taz is like, why are you doing that? Like, he gets, like, mad at him. But what's hilarious is, like, Taz was hyping up. I, yeah, this is from, this is either, yeah, it's from two weeks ago. So I haven't watched Dark this week yet. 
But Taz is like hyping up Revolution, and he's like, "Ricky Starks and Brian Cage, we don't give up. Uh, we don't. We don't give an f about whatever like you guys do." I remember and that. Excalibur goes, "Taz, it's okay. We're on YouTube. You can you can say it. It's okay." And he's like, "Oh, really? Well, we don't give a fuck." <laughs> <laughs> and it bleeps it out. And Excalibur, I mean, fucking the cackles he's laughing so hard he's like you can't do that you can't say that he's like oh i thought you were being serious like no i'm not being serious i thought you're smarter than that oh it's so great he's like he's like oh it's it's like oh great now i feel bad for our producer now he has to edit that out i'm so sorry like (laughs) that's great Mm -hmm. oh i I think that's why i love dark Mm mm-hmm because it's like it's so casual, That's, and they that, can do stuff. That, like that. is why I love Dark because mm-hmm. it is it's so laid back. But Taz and Excalibur are just so good together. Mm-hmm. Like at first, I thought they were kind of annoying and that there was no flow there. But I think the more that they are like, because you know that the they film Dark till about like one or two in the morning, it's right? A long night. It's a very long night, so you know they're getting like restless, and they're just like. I don't fucking care anymore. We're going to take it like we're going to get goofy because they're probably like tired as hell, mm-hmm. especially Excalibur. He goes from announcing, announcing. for Dynamite right into Dark. Mm-hmm. He gets no break. Him and the ring announcer, Justin Roberts, get no breaks. They get no breaks. I'm sure they get paid very well, though. Oh, yeah. But it's just so it's so great. I love Dark. And Dark Elevation debuted this past Monday with uh, Paul White. And Tony Schiavone as the announce team, and there's just something about Tony Schiavone just being on that show. You love Tony Schiavone. It just made it feel like it was important. It just made the show. It as the show progressed, it did feel like another, just another dark show. But for the first hour, at least, it felt like it was really meaningful. And actually, I take that back. Kenny Omega even showed up on Dark Elevation, and like all of a sudden just started a feud with Matt Seidel. So that was cool. That was awesome. They're going to throw in little Easter eggs. They're going to keep the audience interested. It's Tony Schiavone's voice, man. When you hear his voice, you're like, okay, he's announcing this show. That means it's a big deal. Like, it's a big deal. Because Tony Schiavone is that good at his job. Yep. Um, And he's still good. He hasn't lost a step. What's insane about Tony Schiavone is that WCW – killed his love for wrestling so much that he completely stopped watching wrestling for 13 years, literally until AEW came out when he was invited to a show. And that first show was double or nothing in the first pay-per-view. It wasn't all in. It was the one after all in. And he was like, Oh, Oh, oh hell yeah. He was sitting front oh, row. Hell yeah. He was, he like told the story on a podcast. He said he was sitting front row and he was just blown away by like how good the wrestling was. And even Stone Cold Steve Austin has said that that double or nothing, the very first branded AEW event, Stone Cold Steve Austin was like, that is a love letter to professional wrestling. Aww. Like that is the per- Stone Cold has gone on record to say that is one of the most perfect shows he's ever watched in his life. And Tony Schiavone was sitting there like, holy shit. Like, I have to be involved. Because apparently he was offered a spot to announce. He's like, ah, I don't watch wrestling anymore, you know. And they're like, I, I, announce, I announce baseball games now. I don't do stuff like that. I don't think he announces baseball games anymore. I think he stopped doing that and back on wrestling full time. 
AEW's like, here, take front seat. Right. We'll impress you. Right. And sure as shit they did. And he, and he hasn't... What's crazy, he's almost... I would almost consider... Consider... Blah, consider... Tony Schiavone, the Shawn Michaels of announce, of like commentators, for real. Really? Um, just in terms of how he took so much time off and he came back mm. without missing a beat. He wasn't even, like, when he first started, he wasn't even rusty. He sounded like Tony Schiavone. Like, it's like, that's Tony Schiavone. Like, with Jim Ross, it's like, ah, you, you're, not, you're not really into it as much anymore. Or, you're, you know, you're just getting old or whatever, and the mm-hmm. old age just happens. Ross, Jim Ross, in my opinion, I think has been better recently. I think he's been totally finding his flow. I think he's been finding his flow, but at the same time, he's been kind of taking a small step back and letting Excalibur and Tony Schiavone do a lot of the commentary on Dynamite. Like, there was a couple times last night where he was kind of getting into it again. I'm like, there's that Jim Ross. There he mm-hmm. is. There he is. Especially during the women's match when he's like, oh, good God almighty. I think he broke out the good God almighty. Like, holy shit. That was like one of his biggest catchphrases like in the 90s. Good God almighty. He has broken in half. As God is my witness, he has broken in half. This mankind. Yeah, that was a bad match. Good God almighty. They killed him. But yeah, I told you Max Caster was dirty. He was naughty in his... Yeah, I forgot about the... Glo- the balls the, and the glory hole. The glory hole, hole line. That's great. Uh, Paul White, though, on commentary, uh, he's pretty good. I was pleasantly surprised by him. Uh, you could, I, I think you could tell he's a little nervous. He sounded pretty monotone a little bit, but there's, like, signs of, like, him being really good i think give him like set, like a few shows maybe like a month or two worth of shows i think he's gonna be awesome i think he's gonna tap into like his wrestling like promo like style you get him turn him kind of like into those commentators that like stick up for the heel wrestlers get him kind of like angry or he kind of yelling into the mic a little bit and he's going to be awesome like i think he's going to be awesome he just needs to tap into it because as of right now and and i know it's probably harder for him to do with no audience and everything it's harder for him to get into it and all that stuff but i think you give him maybe a month or two i think paul white might be fucking awesome on commentary used to everything being scripted so it's just making that transition right but do you get what i mean by that by like the promo like Mm -hmm. aspect like, he was kind of like, oh, that's a good takedown, blah, blah, blah. No, I want to hear, oh, that's a good takedown. Like, get your voice. Like, how you deliver a fucking promo mm-hmm. is how you kind of need to do it on commentary. Like, Tony Schiavone, like, his voice gets, like, you can tell when he gets excited when he's calling something. Or like, the it's Sting or whatever. Yep. Jim Ross, when he gets really into it, you're just like, there it is. Like, there's that Jim Ross. That's what I'm talking about. Like, you just gotta t- he's got to find it and tap into it. And he's going to be great. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, Dark Elevation was really good. I really, really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, Dynamite, though. St. Patrick's Day Slam. What a show. What a show. Kicked off with Cody Rhodes versus Penta Alcira Miro. He didn't even get to take his shirt off. Penta took it off for him. <laughs> You're so obsessed with that. Why does he still have his shirt on? Well, it didn't match his pants. I'm like, why is he it's wearing like that shirt? fucking bubbles from Trailer Park Boys. Take your shirt off, Trevor. Shut up. Holy fuck, Trevor. Jesus, like an alien with translucent skin. That's what he says, because he's so pale. 
I fucking love surprises, Ricky. I've never seen Trailer Park Boys. You're... Oh, you're, you're fucking missing out. <laughs> That's how literally how Bobbles talks, all right? Ricky, the fuck? I'm, like, I have that impression down perfectly. Like, literally perfectly. So, yeah. Uh, but where were, we, where were we leave off? We paused right there. You couldn't tell because magic. Um, you said it was perfect. First match was perfect? No, it wasn't perfect. You said it was good. I have no idea. We were watching Bubbles videos. Yeah. I completely <laughs> forgot what we said. Well, anyway, the Cody Rhodes versus Penta El Cielo Miedo. 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 Don't look at me. I only took four years of Spanish and can't speak. Cero. Miedo. It's creepy, though. He's so awesome. But that match was good. Cody, they thought they tore the house down. It was like a Darby Allen ending to that match mm-hmm. with Cody getting beat up the whole match, and then he got that roll-up in. I liked it. I liked the booking of that because it made Penta look strong, gets Cody the win. Um, Cody, in my opinion, I think needs to turn heel. I think he needs to turn heel, or he needs to figure out a way to go after the AEW championship. I hate that stipulation that he can never wrestle for that title because he's gonna it, go for well, it i know he's gonna go for it at some point slow burn i baby. under i katie i understand that but i just i don't like those storylines just because it takes something out of the world title picture at least for like a minute to where you know that he's not going to be involved in that and the whole point of being like the whole in kayfabe i should say the whole point of being a wrestler is that you want to be the best. Well, if you take yourself out of that, why should we be invested in your character? Maybe he's going to win everyone but that one. Maybe. But and then, then Penta, he's going to be. Then he's going to turn heel. Right. Penta beat him up after the match, which led to uh, the Nightmare Family running into the ring, f- trying to help out Cody. But QT Marshall was extremely late to help out pushing that story qt just going full-blown heel here mm-hmm. i don't know i just feel like cody's just kind of it's weird it's like if this was wwe people would be like oh he's lost in the shuffle they don't know what to do with him even though he's booking the show like maybe he doesn't know what to do with himself i don't know but i, I it's kind of what i'm saying about like taking him out of that world title picture i think it's kind of a domino effect that's affecting his character a little bit and um, maybe he doesn't want to do that. Maybe he's just content with what he's doing. If that's the case, it's fine. But I really like Cody Rhodes, and I would like him to have a legit feud. Like you said on Wednesday night, this feud kind of was thrown together, and it was delivered very quickly in terms of AEW's booking. Like, mm-hmm. that never happens. No. It's like, where did it come from? Oh, it came from the match before. Right. And that's literally where it came And you got from. it right away. What, but you, what you said, it's kind of cool about that because AEW is literally giving you a piece of everything. They're giving you the slow burns. They're giving you the stories right away. They're giving you the payoff right away. Like, mm-hmm. You're getting a little bit of both. Right. So. 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 What? What are you doing? I can't remember what was next on the show, so I'm looking it up. Um. You're not stalling, though. I'm not a good staller. Stall. 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 
Wow, you're terrible. I know. At I'm. I blink. I literally fucking blink. All right. Next up on Dynamite was Jade Cargill and basically a squash match. But I think the squash match did a very good job showing her basically dominating, dominating, mm-hmm. and basically showing that she's going to be the face of the women's division in the couple of years, probably. Which is a good thing. Which I she has some steep competition against Britt Baker right now, but. And possibly Thunder Rosa also, but to be the face though. Yes. Oh, I, Britt Baker is. Britt Baker is was already over as fuck after last night. She might be one of the most over women's wrestlers in the world right now. Like maybe the most over women's wrestler in the world right now. I think she's more over than her husband is right now. Uh yeah. And people love, or not her husband, her boy, wherever, Fiance? wherever Adam Cole is, but. And he's loved. He's very much loved. Yeah. And after the match, um, Cargill went out uh, and like taunted Red Velvet a little more. So it looks like they're going to continue that feud, which is nice. Uh, next was MJF debuting the Pinnacle, riding up in that the stable. jet or yeah. the plane. Yes, coming out all wearing suits. Uh, this is such a throwback. This is such a throwback stable. And they have picked the best people to be in the stable. FTR being just being paired with MJF is just makes so much sense because their whole gimmick is that they are a throwback to old school wrestling. Mm-hmm. They are a throwback. And MJF, you want to talk about a throwback. MJF is the epitome of the throwback to old school wrestling. He is never out of character. He, No matter where you see him, right. he is MJF. And that's something that just isn't a thing in wrestling anymore. No, and it's he's not like a flippy character. He does the old school style wrestling. Right. I even like made a comment the other like last night. I was like, his ears are very orange. And you're like that self bronzer, that tanner. Mm-hmm. That's a old school thing. Right. This promo was good, even though it was a complete blatant ripoff of the Evolution promo from 2003. Um, complete ripoff. I mean. Triple H literally did the same thing with Evolution. He walked down. He's like, what is Evolution? He walks down. He's like, Ric Flair, the past, the greatest of all time. Do you think he did that on Then purpose? he goes over to Batista, the muscle of the group, the guy, the, the best big man in professional wrestling. And then you go over, and Triple H went over to Randy Orton, a man who looks like he was chiseled out of stone because his body looks so good. Basically, did the same. MJF did the same thing. He was like, and Triple H was like, this is evolution, which is awesome because that that promo completely makes sense. Like, it's a kick-ass promo. I'm sure he it's, did it intentionally. It's literally one of the best wrestling promos of all time because it just it introduces this group so well. It is so well done. And then you go to last night's Dynamite and talk about the pinnacle. MJF literally did the same thing. He walking down, talking about Tully Blanchard, one of the greatest wrestling minds of all time, going into FTR, the greatest tag team of professional wrestling today. Sean Spears, like, talks good about Sean Spears. I can't remember what he said, but he talks good about Sean Spears. <laughs> Called Wardlow the best big man in professional wrestling today. It was an intentional. I didn't know the evolution speech existed. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was intentional. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
He meant to piss people off. It was that. I want to know what he said in the group huddle. Because after the promo was done, they all gave a big group hug to each other in the ring. And you see immediately Wardlow, when he goes in for the group hug, Wardlow's face was straight the whole time. And right when he's in the, right when he gets in that huddle, his face, he smiles immediately. And he looks down and he's looking down at the ground, smiling the whole time. And then when they break, Sean Spears is visibly laughing. Tolly Blanchard's visibly laughing to where MJF isn't even turning his around to look at the camera. FTR's walking away already. Like, they almost, like, run out of the ring. Yeah, something was said. And Wardlow never turns around either from the hard camera and just continues the face forward. But when the camera's on him, Wardlow is still looking forward with, like, a shit-eating grin on his face. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. This was also the first episode of Dynamite. Since Dynamite has started back in 2019, this is the very first episode ever without Chris Jericho on it. Which is crazy. I wonder if he got the COVID. I don't, know, I don't think he got the COVID. They're playing up that he that MJF killed him, basically. Oh, okay. He's hiding out in his house. Because mm-hmm. this was a taped episode. This was taped the next day after. Oh, so he was there. Yeah, he was probably there for sure. We'll That's see cool. Next, I like that. We'll see next week. We'll see if they play it up a little more. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Jericho for like two weeks almost. Yeah, let him be in the doghouse for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we had the Matt Hardy Empire versus Jurassic Express and Bear Country. Um, Meh. Yeah, it's whatever. Um, Marco I'm, did some crazy shit. I'm not sold on Matt Hardy. Let's just put it that way. Um, I like Matt Hardy. Um, that's really weird because I get the gimmick, what he's doing. In my opinion, Private Party doesn't fit in that gimmick. I think Butcher and the Blade fit in so much better than Private Party. And maybe that's what they're going towards. But Private Party is just, they're the two guys in that group, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn, they're just, they're too well liked. They're like, they just have, they have baby faces, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. they have the faces of, like, I can't hate you. Like, you guys are actually awesome. Like, I can't hate you. I think and maybe they... once their acting gets a little bit better, maybe right. we could hate them. Right. But they're, it's hard for them to be the bad guys. Right. Butcher and the Blade working for Matt Hardy, I really like. Because I think, I feel bad for them because they're really good wrestlers. But I just feel like they're, they are actually lost in the shuffle a little bit. I mean, they bounced around from Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. Well, they, like with... Uh, the Lucha Bros and now Matt Hardy. That's like we can't find a spot for you almost. Mm-hmm. And they're, I feel like that people know how good that they are. That they're like, well, fuck, we don't want to lose them off Dynamite, so let's put them with Matt Hardy. Right. And I think they actually work pretty well with Matt Hardy. So I hope they continue that. Also in the match, Bear. It looks like they set up Bear Country versus the Jurassic Express moving forward because yeah. they were arguing with each other throughout the match. Not sold on Bear Country. Um, they kind of remind me of a knockoff version of Heavy Machinery from WWE mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, they're good. They're good wrestlers, but I'm just, eh, I don't like that. I don't like their gimmick. I just, I don't care. I don't care for it. That's just me. Maybe it'll grow on me. Give it some more time. Maybe it'll grow on me. I'm just, their matches on Dark were always matches I didn't really care for. Right. Uh, but they fucking launched Marco. Marco. Holy shit. 
Marco is fucking good. I love Marco's stunt. He is so much fun to watch. He is crazy. He is crazy. He's like, throw me. Let's do right. it. Let's see what happens. Right. Uh, Matt Hardy. Uh, Private Party gave the finishing move to Marco's stunt. And then Matt Hardy's like, tag me in. I want the pin. Then he picked up Marco's stunt and gave him a twist of fate. One, two, three. Finish. That's what it is. What it is. That's totally what they're going to do with Matt Hardy. But it's just like, ah, oh, man. Just do your broken gimmick stuff. That shit's so good. That yeah. shit is gold. When they did their their match uh, in the, this what was it called? The Stadium Stampede or whatever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that what it was called? What, the Elite versus Inner That Circle? was the highlight of Matt Hardy's career in AEW, in my opinion. That and his, uh, I forget what the match was called, but his match with Sammy Guevara, the one that was a cinematic match. Yeah. Because that match was hilarious. It was hilarious. But that, that to me is like, it's just kind of gone downhill right. from there. Uh Christian Cage with a promo, basically saying, um, I want the world title, but I'm not going to come in here and jump ahead of everybody. I need to earn it first. Mm -hmm. And he's like, and watch me outwork everyone. I'm like, let's go. Christian is fucking here and he means business. Let's go. I feel like this might be, we could potentially see the best version of Christian we've ever seen. Especially with cinematic matches and shit like that. He doesn't need cinematic matches. No, but... But he doesn't need them, but can you imagine him in them? Yeah, he hasn't wrestled in seven years. The Royal Rumble was his first match back in seven years. And he almost looks like he's in better shape now than he was seven years ago. Really? Yes. Edge does. Edge is totally in the best. Edge is in the best shape I've ever seen him in. Like, hands down, the best shape I've ever seen Edge in. Because they took their break and they... Well, got they, their bodies back. They figured and... out a workout routine, mm-hmm. and you know they're working out together. Like, oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait for Christian and Kenny Omega. That match is going to be awesome. I cannot wait for that match. I can't wait to just see Christian wrestling people like Jungle Boy or Scorpio Sky or Darby Allen. Like, those matches are going to be so good. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for those. Uh, next, we had... John Moxley and Eddie Kingston versus the Good Brothers. Uh, earlier in the night, Moxley and Kingston cut a promo in the Good Brothers and Omega. And I forget what was said exactly, but something about it, WCW. Oh yeah, he's like he's like oh because Moxley kept name dropping the Bullet Club and he kept doing oh too sweet too sweet and Kingston's like can we say that on air? Will we get in trouble? Can we say that on air? And Mox is like, yeah, I'm sure we can. And Kings is like, oh, yeah, you know, I've, I've just, I just remember seeing it happen on TNT years ago. And Moxley puts his, like, head down, but he covers his face with his hand. Cause you, and Kingston legitimately starts cracking up, like, starts mm-hmm. laughing. Like, that was not part of the promo. No. They're legitimately laughing because Kingston is so smart and quick on his feet that he mentioned the two sweet without mentioning WWE, but still taking a shot at WWE by not mentioning them. He's like, oh, I only know this from WCW when it was on TNT. Basically, be like, hey. We're relevant. We're relevant, yeah. Like, there's an- there was another show on TT. He still hyped up TNT and hyped up AEW without mentioning WWE to the point, like, the way he did it was just basically like, fuck you. I don't care about you. Like, 
I'm going to talk about this. And just the way that Moxley is hiding his face is fucking hilarious. Because mm-hmm. he was totally laughing. Well, Kingsley... Kingston? Kingston, yeah. I was like, Kingsley. He, like, looks off to the side and, like, makes eye contact with someone who's, like, a producer watching right. the show and laughs and then gets back into character. Right, yeah. It's like a quick laugh, but you it's a real laugh. You can tell it's a real laugh. He, like, looked at someone off camera. Because he's done the fake laugh. He does a fake laugh in a lot of his promos. That was a legitimate like real laugh and just the way moxley how long moxley had his hand on his face like him like squeezing like his eyes basically together from like breaking is fucking hilarious i highly recommend looking that up because it's so funny and then for the first time ever they were teamed together i blew my mind that that was the first time they've ever teamed Uh, for them having such a relationship in the past too uh the match was good moxley Kind of seems like he's entering into this new character, maybe a little bit. Like he was taunting and playing like up like to the audience like more, which is like not something like he really does. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like badass John Moxley doesn't give a fuck about anybody else, and he was like, like doing like the Hulk up almost stuff, like get it in, like come on, like cheer for me, like type of thing. And it's like sure, I guess. You'll like it. I mean, yeah, I Let love I love work. Moxley. It's just it's just weird because I feel like Moxley has just been an actual fucking badass for the last two years now. Mm-hmm. That it's weird seeing him kind of be goofy again. I guess in a way, goofy on his own terms. Yes, yeah, he can be goofy in the way he wants to be goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was pretty good. It was a pretty good match. Uh, after the match, the Good Brothers Moxley got the win with the uh, wasn't it? He got a win with like a roll up. Yeah. Got the roll up on Carl Anderson. After the match, the Good Brothers beat him and Kingston down. They put the chair on Kingston's ankle. They jump on the chair, breaking his ankle. Oh, he can't stand up anymore. He's laying on the ground. And then they, uh, Mega comes out, and they put the chair on Moxley's neck. And I'm like, oh, here we go. They're going to write him off. This is where they write him off. This is totally where they write him off TV. Gallows gets up on the second rope to go jump down on the chair, and then the Young Bucks come out and stop it from happening. But they don't necessarily help Moxley. They don't, like, go get him out of the chair. No, they don't, but they're just like, don't do this. Right. And then Omega gets pissed, and Omega goes to do it, and then the Bucks stop him, and then they start arguing. Good Brothers and Omega throw up the the too sweet, and then the Bucks basically say, fuck off, and they walk away. And then Moxley. Moxley gets up with the chair, mm-hmm. starts swinging the chair around, and then Omega doesn't have a shoe on. <laughs> I want to know what he said so bad. It would have been so much funny if he would have been like, and I don't have a shoe on. No, it would have been. So there's a point like when they're like running away from Moxley where Omega looks at the camera with his shoe in his hand, and I thought he said this. I thought he said, the shoe is off the foot. Which would have been fucking hilarious. Hilarious. Or I was just really baked and I thought it was just really hilarious. No, it would have been funny. Like just I think he so- said something, the shoe is on the other foot. Yeah, it, that, it, that is what he said. Still, I love Kenny Omega. <laughs> and shout out to Kenny Omega, by the way. Liking one of my pictures on Instagram just randomly. Not a wrestling. Yeah, it has nothing to do with wrestling. And he just liked the picture. I'm 
All right. Your best friends. I see you, Kenny. I see you. I thanked it. And the best tweet, one of the greatest tweets I've ever seen in my life was, Kenny Omega, are you straight? Are you bi? Are you gay? Which one are you? And the caption says, Kenny Omega, and it shows him holding up his arms going, I'm just the experience, baby. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's great. Uh, next, we had Sting and Darby Allen. Uh, they cut a promo. This was so well done. And it shows how tied in Sting and Darby Allen are to several different stories. Like, they are literally branched off into several different stories now. It's so well done. It is so well done. Starts off with Sting and Darby coming out. Darby saying, I want to defend the title more. Like, he hated that he had to, that he couldn't defend the title. He wants to defend it more, and he said, I'm going to next week. It's an open challenge to only members of the Dark Order as he wants to pay tribute to Mr. Brody Lee. As he said, the greatest TNT champion of all time. He wants to pay tribute to him so anybody in the Dark Order could accept. And later in the night, Negative One accepted, but they, Evil Loon is like, maybe in like 10 years. And Negative One's like, aw. <laughs> but they got the next size up. We got Johnny Hungy, Meat Man, John Silver accepting the open challenge. What I love about this segment is that, like, Who's going to take the open challenge? And like, nope. Like, you're like me, maybe me, maybe me. And Alex Reynolds just goes, what about John? I love that. I fucking love that. It's like, oh, you guys are actual friends. You guys are brothers. Bro. I love that. What about John? Like, it wasn't like me. I want it. And he's like, no, I'm going to stick up for my team. I'm going to stick up for him. What about John? And then everybody in the room, it's like, yeah, go get him, John. It's like the dark order is so fucking great that when they break up, it's going to be heartbreaking when they break up because they have done so well to make this team like a fucking family. And it works in a lot of different ways. Yes, yes. It's been so good. So we got uh, Darby Allen versus John Silver next week for the TNT Championship. That match is going to be fucking awesome. Johnny Hungy. It is going to be good. Uh, But back to the Sting Darby uh promo after darby said all that uh sting was gonna say some things and then team taz came out and brian cage takes the mic from taz and he's like i got something to say i don't want you speaking for me tonight he walks up to sting goes he just said i respect you which pissed off team taz and ricky starks probably the most which was hilarious watching him get mad (laughs) he he just goes what (laughs) like like did you notice that last night yeah i did um so yeah, uh, they're gonna. I guess it's slow burn into maybe a Brian Cage face turn, which I would I'm, like that. I'm for it. Mm-hmm. Maybe we get Starks versus Cage. Um, Poor Starks. <laughs> so here's what I think might happen. After that, then Lance Archer came out and fucking cut a promo on Sting and Darby again, to where Darby's like, "I'll fight you. I don't care." Like, and then. St- uh, Jake the Snake Roberts gets on the mic. Fuck, he, like, he doesn't miss a beat. Jake Roberts is so good on the mic where he literally, after he was done with this promo, it was like, I'm sold on Sting versus Archer now. Like, Roberts just sold that entire story within two minutes, if that. 
His promo, he was one of the greatest of all time on the mic back in his prime. And even today, when he first showed up in AEW against Cody over a year ago, when he's like, never turn your back on someone that you're like, never turn your back on someone that you respect. And he turns his back on Cody and throws in the mic. Like, <laughs> it was fucking awesome. And then he cut a promo on Stinger. And it was just, oh my God, it was so good. It was so good. What I think is going to happen is this. I think Lance Archer is going to maybe attack Sting. And Brian Cage is going to save Sting, setting up Cage versus Archer. I could totally see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Only time will tell. Next, we had Ray Phoenix versus Angelico. Uh, it, was, it was whatever. It was kind of a, it was basically a filler match to get to the main event. Um, it was decent. Ray Phoenix is just a cheat code. I don't understand how he can do half the things he can do. Uh, Ray Phoenix picks up the win. And, you know, we got Ray Phoenix and Pac versus the Young Bucks, uh, I guess, in maybe a couple weeks, depending. I'm assuming it's probably going to be in like three or four weeks. I'm just guessing based on we'll see if Pac is on Dynamite next week. If he's not on Dynamite next week, that means he's back in England and relaxing at home. I don't know. The travel and everything is all fucked up right now. So, Well, yeah, especially with the quarantining and right. all of that. So, Right. And then we had, uh, before we get in the main event, we had that Scorpio Sky promo. Which was badass. He was awesome. Mm-hmm. It's like, holy shit, you actually sound like a legitimate like evil heel. And I could Love never it. see that before. No. I mean, like he was a heel. Like SCU was a heel, but they were funny heels. They're, yeah, they were goofy. Yeah. He was like... I'm going to murder you, like heel. And he sounded mean, like mean. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to see this Scorpio Sky. Yeah, me too. Me too. And finally, here we are, the main event. Lights out, unsanctioned match. Thunder Rosa versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Holy shit. I couldn't even really watch parts of it. It was was that brutal for me. The fucking... Just the blood in that match. There's a lot of fucking Yes, blood. there is. Britt totally, like, it's, that's not reminiscent of Becky Lynch. That's fucking reminiscent of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, that picture is Stone Cold when he's in the sharpshooter and blood's pouring down his face. It's just like, that's a, such an iconic Photo. Well, the reason I brought up Becky Lynch last night when we were watching it, because no, you, no. you were like, we but, haven't seen a lot of blood. I've never seen blood in women's matches. And I said, well, Becky Lynch, but that was an accident. I've never seen blood in a women's match where they've actually bladed. And this was a total blade. Both of them bladed. Uh-huh. I've never seen a women's match where they blade. I've never seen it. Like if a, like I'm saying to you, in WWE, if a, if a woman was bleeding in a match... It was on. It was an on. It was on accident. Well, and they did try to cover it up too. Later, they'd edit it out, didn't you say? And yeah, you, when Brits, uh, basically, blading, they never show that side of the ring. Yeah, because she was maybe. I think she was having some trouble, it. and I think she got too deep because that's a lot of blood that she lost. She and, looked okay after though. Yeah, after the match, she looked fine. But when that happened, I was like, oh my god. Like, your face is covered. Covered. Ugh. Like, absolutely covered in blood. Ugh. And 
holy, I just cannot believe the match. I just could not believe it. Like pulling everything. Pulling out tables, pulling yeah. out ladders. If Meltzer doesn't give her, if Meltzer doesn't give that match a five-star rating, like that's a fucking, that's highway robbery in my opinion. That's how good that match was. It was great. The was... thumb, so they get out the ladder, they get out thumbtacks, they oh, get I out the, about the, thumb the tables, uh, rubble going through the table. She threw herself through that uh-huh. table. She was like, because when she got drop kicked, she took like a split second to kind of check and see where she was. And she realized that she was too far over to the left. So she threw her body like to the right. Like if you watch that spot again, watch her do it because it's hilarious. Because she's so like, oh shit, like I'm not in the right spot. Oh like, no. And she just threw her body through that table. Yeah, you called it two seconds before it was going to happen. You're like, Rebel's going through a table. She, I love Rebel. Me too. She's actually probably one of my favorites. I love Rebel. Like, I love Rebel. She's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Do the Rebel giggle. Oh my God, it's so good. Um, Yeah, the match was so good. There's a little nitpicking part for me at the end. What? So when Thunder Rosa gets Britt Baker on her shoulders to do that move at the end, to yeah. go when she goes through the table mm-hmm. to like finish the match, yes. Britt Baker's foot is under the top rope, like before she does it, oh. and the camera cuts like really quickly, and it's magically just perfect, like now. So I wonder if they struggled to get her foot under, yeah. and like did the referee have to like help? Yeah, because <laughs> I'll show you that part. Like it literally is under one at one second, and the next second it's out perfectly fine, and then they, they go through the trouble. table. Yeah, which it's the move that they did. I mean, they're not that tall, so that's gonna happen. Well, like, yeah, and then if they both are bleeding from their heads, it gets slippery. Because like if you right, and if you watch like the guys do a move like that when they put a wrestler on their shoulders, they're tall enough to where they're over the ropes enough to where they can literally just hold them over the ropes and maybe use the ropes as a little support. Well, Thunder Rose is not that tall right? to where her shoulders, I don't even think go over the top rope and she can't. So she can't do that, that little trick where you can rest their body on the ropes for a second to give you some leverage to reposition. If you need, like she's literally just holding Britt Baker mm-hmm. on her shoulders, that table bump. Oh my God. That's just, this match is just, I've said it earlier in the show, and I'll say it again. This was the best women's wrestling match I've ever seen in my life. Ever. This is number one. And this is quite possibly the best Dynamite match I've ever seen. The The fact of how many people are talking about this match continuously for two days straight is just shows you how much, like, how awesome this match was. History in the making. Yeah, it really is. Like... That will be that could be a trivia question one day in wrestling trivia. What was the first women's match in Dynamite history? Who were the two wrestlers involved? Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker. I mean, what a match! What a fucking match! Loved every every second of it. Do you want to talk about the behind the scenes after? Yeah, the behind the scenes was great because so after the match is over, uh. Tony Khan ran up to Britt Baker and he's like, that was honestly 
one of the greatest things I've ever watched. Like that was literally you put on a spectacle. That show was amazing. And Britt Baker's like, okay, Tony. He's like, he he was kind of like that kid, like in school. He's like, wait, 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 no, 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 no. I'm being serious. Like, because he totally was being genuine. He's mm-hmm. totally being serious to where he had to pull her aside backstage and be like, no, I'm being serious. Like that match was fucking amazing. And Kenny Omega's like, you guys literally, like, legitimately put on one of the best shows I've ever seen. The whole locker room in the back was cheering for him. And yeah. I think my favorite part, though, is... <laughs> At the end? Well, yeah, Britt Baker's, like, walking down the hallway to go to, like, the medic room or whatever. And she's mm-hmm. like, where's Rebel? Yeah. <laughs> ow, don't push too hard. Ow, ow, don't push yeah. too hard. As they're, like, trying to, like, wipe the blood off, yeah. take the thumbtacks out. You know, she went through the thumbtacks. Uh, I think she went through it three times in that match. She didn't take Fuck one that. bump. I think she took three Fuck bumps into it. Because one... When she gets the her finishing move locked in on Thunder Rosa, where she puts her hand like in her mouth, Thunder Rosa rolls her into the thumbtacks to get her out. I'm like, oh, that's so smart to break up the thing. Mm. It's so smart. Mm. No thanks. Yeah, so great. Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, highly. I mean, I can't say enough things. I said, I said, fucking a couple weeks ago after Revolution, I was like, you know what? As much as that ending sucked, that barbed wire match might be my match of the year. Shit, Thunder Rosa Britt Baker just took that over for me. Like, holy shit. Very cool. Yeah, it's awesome. And that pretty much does it for AEW Dynamite, the St. Patrick's Day Slam. Um, Next week we get uh, Darby Allen versus John Silver for the TNT Championship. Uh, I feel like there's other things announced. I just cannot remember what. They, I have no idea what. They like are. everything, it's everything is just so dominated by Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker right now that like, I completely forgot like what's on the card for next week. I have no clue. I never remember anyway, so I don't usually pay attention. So next week we have an AEW Eliminator match, World Title Eliminator match. Kenny Omega versus Matt Seidel. If Matt Seidel wins, he receives a title shot against Kenny Omega. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think Omega wins that match. Mm-hmm. Um, Nyla Rose versus Tay Conti. Love Tay Conti. She's Anna Jay's friend. Oh, yeah. Negative I like her. one comes mm-hmm. out with her all the time now. Mm-hmm. Anna! 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 He started doing that to the, the new wrestler, too. Colt Cabana. No, who's the new one he likes so much? The pop star? Maki. Maki Ito? Yeah, he goes, wasn't he doing that to her? Maki! Maki! Was he? I yeah, think he was. was. Yeah. Um, then we got FTR with Sean Spears versus... Oh, FTR and Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard versus the Varsity Blondes and Dante Martin of Top Flight. I'm assuming Dante Martin's brother's injured right now. Yeah. Because it's weird that he keeps doing single stuff. Mm-hmm. Anthony Bowens of the acclaimed is injured, so that's why he hasn't been on it recently. Um, yeah. Then you got Darby Allen versus John Silver for the TNC Championship. I think that's all that's announced for next week as of now. Um, we'll see. We will see. Either way, Dynamite's just been putting out bangers after bangers after bangers again. They have totally hit their stride. It sucks that this pandemic's going on, man. They've missed out on so many, like, crowd pops. Yeah. Especially Brody Lee. Like, 
that's a it's a fucking shame that a crowd never got to experience Brody Lee in AEW. That that breaks my heart more. I wish I wish the pandemic happened one week later, just one week later, because he was going to debut in his hometown and it was just going to be, yeah, awesome, awesome. Anyway. Let's hit him with the one, two, three finish, and let's get out of here. I actually have three this week. Go ahead. Um, one, fuck yeah, AEW Women Championship, or not championship, match, whatever that was. That's cool. Thank you, AEW, for the unsanctioned. Them, yeah, for putting them as the, what is, what is as the, the main one? event? As the main event. Sorry. I don't fucking know words. As the main event, and then letting them blade, and letting them use tables, ladders, chairs, thumbtacks, like... That's not allowed in other places. So that's fucking awesome. Uh, two, uh, Donnie Fandango is a local radio person. And he said that he's not scared of much, but he's scared of shots like no other. And he made me feel not so alone today. <laughs> he said that on the radio. And I was like, I'm not the only one. Like snakes and eh, spiders. And eh, like, I'm not. No, I don't like, like a, them. That's like a pretty, I feel like common like phobia. Like I don't have a lot of other fears. I have things I don't like, but shots, man. But you're not afraid of Cheetos. I'm not afraid of That's Cheetos. That's a legit thing. Google it. Thank God. And number three, uh, yeah, I want to come in my pants, Harry Styles. You were so fucking hot. Holy shit. He performed at the Grammys. Was it, was it the Grammys? Yeah. Just, oh, my God. Jesus. Oh, my Keep God. Keep your boner in your pants. Everybody's got a boner who watches it. It's a thing. Okay. Yeah. Um Okay. My number one shout out again, Thunder Rosa Britt Baker. I can't say enough positive things about that. I mean, you guys tore the fucking house down, stole the show, everything. Holy shit. Britt Baker is probably the most one of the most over women's wrestlers in the world now. Even though Thunder Rosa won the match, I feel like more people are talking about Britt Baker after that match, which is again even more to my theory of the Stone Cold versus Becky Lynch, because Stone Cold lost that match against Bret Hart when that happened and it launched stone cold in the superstardom after that because he took a fucking beating yeah and i feel like Britt baker is right there like if we had a crowd on the show next week they, there's no way that she would not not be on that show like there's no way and she would have gotten a massive pop massive uh my number two fuck you parson you piece of shit hope you Fucking, I don't even know. I don't even wish bad on you, but fuck you. Um, and number three, I think we're getting Jane Schwartz back this week. Finally, Ooh. I think we're finally getting Jane Schwartz back. Robert Thomas is like close to returning. Even Colton Pareko skates today. The Blues might have a healthy lineup coming forward, which is sorely needed because we're on a five-game losing streak. Ooh. So let's go Blues! <laughs> but yeah. And that about does it here on Offended. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at OffendedPod. Make sure to go follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Trick1042. You can follow Katie Katie Naked Lady on Twitter at Naked Lady with Two Ys. Uh, make sure to go check out our playlist exclusively on Spotify at Offended Presents Songs of the Week. Uh, make sure to go check out anythingbutcredible.com for all your network needs, including the Anything But Credible podcast, Going Off Topic podcast, the Movie Merge podcast, 
and coming soon the what's your bliss podcast and also you can find offended on that website as well again that's anything but credible.com make sure to go check out podcast mode wherever you find us you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts just by searching offended on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts subscribe follow give us a five star rating and that does it for here on offended what i'm laughing at your shut uh, up Shut up. Shut up. What? Oh, Billy. All right. Anyway, for Katie, Katie, Naked Lady, I'm Tricky. This has been Offended, presented by the Anything But Credible Network, and here to play you out in its entirety is Half Mass by Empire of the Sun. We will see you guys next week. Bye.